Hey beautiful people, you are listening to Limitless Faith Life Growth, the podcast dedicated to growing together in the Lord as young people of our generation. I'm your host Ifeniwa Moronike and each week we tackle topics which help us navigate this Christian walk and be the best version of ourselves that God has called us to be. Let's get into it guys. Hey blessed people, how are you doing? I'm doing great, I hope you are doing great as well. It's a sunny Wednesday afternoon that I'm recording, meaning that I have to edit this today to bring it out exactly 12 midnight tomorrow. But yeah, here we are. Um, I'm recording with my phone in case the audio sounds a bit different. And also I'm recording in a space where there could be background noise, but I'll do my best to edit it out. So let's get straight into the episode. Something that I believe every single person has had to deal with at some point, which is learning discipline and putting an end to procrastination. That's today's title, the end to procrastination, the beginning of discipline. People typically ask me, it's a common question I usually get, even before starting my podcast, I would always get this question. If you think, how do you seem to have everything put together? And the funny thing is, this is a huge exaggeration because I do not. I'm going to say that right now, a disclaimer. I don't know how it looks, but I do not have everything put together. That is a fact. But since maybe the age of 16, 17, I have learned a certain level of discipline that has stayed with me up until today and by the grace of God will continue with me. It's like I'm going to be pausing and starting this thing because someone just passed with music and obviously I don't want music in my background. But yeah, so from I would say the age of 17, 16, I started building discipline specifically in my education. One thing I noticed is discipline in my education overflowed into discipline in other areas of my life, which is my spiritual life and other aspects of my life. Not every aspect. I'm not saying every aspect I'm super disciplined in. For example, my workout schedule, <laughs> but it has really affected other places positively in my life. And again, do I have everything together? Definitely not. But I am grateful to God because he has helped me build a certain level of discipline and there's still a lot to go. What we're going to be discussing today, we're going to be understanding the fact that discipline is not just a state. It is a continuous journey. You continually build discipline like a muscle. And that's actually biblical. Like I'm not even saying that out of, oh, that sounds fancy. It's biblical. You build discipline. So let's get straight into the episode. So let's get straight into where I left off. I was saying how discipline is not something that you just pray for and say, ah, God, give me discipline. Now there's an aspect to it, because I know we're believers, there's an aspect to it that requires prayer. So at this age of 17, when I was just getting to know God and understand my identity in Christ and start to become more consistent with my prayer and my Bible study, at the beginning of this season, I was also trying to develop a system of study. So when I started this journey of becoming more disciplined, I started with what I knew, and that was prayer and every single morning for as long as I can remember at that season of my life maybe not so much now but I remember that season of my life every single morning I would ask God God give me the spirit of discipline and zeal to study discipline is one thing then a zeal a desire a passion for studying where studying doesn't seem like such a chore or like such a burden now don't get me wrong I'm not saying I enjoy studying I'm not saying I love spending hours in the library But once God gives you a zeal, you do it despite your dislike for that thing. And that's what discipline is. Discipline is doing what you ought to do even when you don't feel like doing it. Discipline is doing what you need to do even if you don't want to do it. That's what discipline is. And discipline is a continuous thing you build on a daily basis. And that's why I said it's more than just prayer. We even know that faith without works is dead. But even with that one-time prayer, God can actually start to build discipline in you. And you can work against the blessing of God in your life. Because it's not acquired like that, it's developed over time. Biblically, we have proof because 1 Corinthians 9.27, Paul tells us, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. 
Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Now, I want us to focus on the first part. It says, I discipline my body like an athlete. Now, I don't know about you guys, but people that, you know, do the Olympics or basketballers or any athlete, they don't start preparing the day before the match or they don't start preparing the day of the match. They have gone through rigorous training over a period of time, building consistency in that training before they get to their match. And Paul says that's how he trains himself in discipline. That's how he disciplines his body. That's how we should discipline our body, our minds, our spirits, our souls. That's how we discipline our spending. You're not financially wise because you save money in one day. You are financially wise when you are able to save consistently over a period of time. When you're able to make wise and smart investments consistently over a period of time. You are not a bodybuilder. You're not a gym guy, a gym girl, because you went to the gym once this week. You are a gym guy or a gym girl when you go to the gym three, four times a week consistently over a long period of time. And that's what Paul is telling us. That's what we see. Because almost everything in life requires a certain level of discipline, of consistency to reach a goal. And the thing is, the greater the goal, the bigger your dream, the bigger your vision, the greater discipline it requires. The more discipline it requires. And the beautiful thing about this concept is the more you build discipline, the more you apply discipline, the stronger you become. The more resilient you are to procrastination. Every single person, every single person experiences procrastination, no matter how disciplined you are. Except the more disciplined you are, you are able to fight against that procrastination. And you know why this is? It's, it's a painful fact, right? The reason this is, is because your flesh is consistently fighting against your spirit. Your flesh is consistently wanting to do the thing that you don't want to do. Romans seven nineteen, Paul says, For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. It's almost like a mental battle, a physical battle, where your body is saying, I want to go left, and your mind is saying, let's go right. And the stronger medium will determine your line of action. So if your flesh is stronger, you are going to submit to the flesh. If your spirit is stronger, you'll submit to the spirit. And the word of God says, I always quote this verse, Galatians 5, 17, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, but you must walk in the spirit. You must die to flesh. Even if you have the desire to be more academically, spiritually, financially, or physically disciplined, your flesh will always fight against it. That's why it's easier to sleep than to study. That's why it's easier to watch a movie than to pray. That's why it's easier to eat than to fast. That's why it's easier to lie in bed than to exercise. It's easier to spend than to save. Because your spirit knows what you should do. But your flesh controls what you do do. And dying to flesh is a daily thing. That's why I said that there's no level of discipline where you completely scrub out procrastination. Because it's a daily thing you must apply. It's a daily thing to say no to your flesh. Right now you may be tired. You may say, I beg, I don't have time to be, I don't have energy to, to read my Bible right now. I don't have energy to study right now, but I know I should. Your spirit is telling you, you should. Then every single time you say yes to your spirit, you weaken your flesh. Every single time you wake up at 6am to go on that morning jog, you know you're in an unhealthy state. You're overweight or you have some kind of medical condition that requires you to stay healthy. Your spirit is telling you, get up. You need to do this for the sake of your health. But your flesh is saying, oh, I'm tired, I'm tired. Every single time you submit to your flesh's desires, you make it stronger. Give it one week, two weeks. You forget that you're supposed to be going on a drug every morning anyway. But once you make it a habit, you're consistently submitting your flesh to your spirit. At some point, you don't even hear the voice of your flesh. It dies down. It becomes numbed. You are deafened to the voice of your flesh because your spirit has gained so much capacity, has gained so much influence over your actions. Now, of course, I'm not saying that this happens in one day. It takes consistency. It takes continually doing this. It takes the grace of God. Because really, you can't do it by yourself. 
As human beings, we can almost see our flesh and its desires as a thorn in our side, consistently wanting us to fall, wanting us to play into our weaknesses, wanting us to do the wrong thing at the wrong time. But that just shouldn't be an excuse for you to consistently fall and make excuses for yourself. That's the one thing we do as human beings. We are always making excuses for ourselves. Your flesh will tell you, you need to be at church by this time. You get to church 30 minutes late and you defend yourself. Oh, I had to wash clothes. Oh, I had to do X, Y, Z. Really? That's the excuse you tell yourself. And you keep making these excuses to the point where you don't even flinch at the thought of being late to church anymore. It's become a norm. You have adapted to it. You've allowed your flesh to adapt you to that thing. And that's why you die to flesh and live for the spirit. 2 Corinthians 12, 7-9, we get an experience of kind of what Paul was experiencing as well. It says, Or because of these surpassingly great revelations, therefore, in order to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh. That procrastination, that desire to sleep when you're supposed to be reading, that desire to, to watch a movie when you're supposed to be praying, that desire to spend money you should not be spending when you're supposed to be saving or investing is the thorn in your side. Every, almost every single person has a thorn in their side. It could be anger. Your spirit is telling you, calm down, control yourself, discipline your emotions. But your flesh is saying, this person vexed me and I'm going to express myself in the full capacity. And you keep giving your flesh power. That's the thorn in your side. I'll continue. A messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. That's prayer. So each time you say pray, you pray, God, please, I don't want to be angry anymore. God, please, I want to be more disciplined. God, please, I don't want to procrastinate anymore. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And that buttresses my point of it's not just about you. You have to lean on God. You have to submit to the ways of the spirit. You can't rely on your flesh because your flesh wants the wrong thing. Your flesh wants the exact opposite of what God wants for your life. Your flesh wants you to sleep. <laughs> your flesh wants you to not study. It wants you to continue watching that movie. You watch one episode, two episodes, and one more episode, then it becomes three, four. Your flesh loves that. Satan loves that. And your spirit keeps calling out, but you keep numbing the voice of the spirit. And God is saying, you can't do it by yourself. My grace is sufficient for you. You need the grace for discipline and then to walk in that discipline that God gives you. You need the grace for zeal. That was why when I was 17 and I kept praying for grace, for discipline and zeal to study. And I'll just find myself, and I'll pray that prayer all the time. At that season, I think I was waking up at 3 a.m. Every single time I would wake up at 3 a.m., I felt so alert. And I knew that was God. Because anyone, I hope you guys aren't hearing all those background noises. Because for anyone that has tried it, Waking up at 3 a.m. is not a joke. It's not fun. In fact, it can be a very tormenting situation. But when you are doing it with the grace of God, when you are doing it with the strength of the Holy Spirit backing you up, not only do you wake up at 3 a.m., because some people may not even hear the alarm, but you are alert, you are awake. Now, this may not be everyone's case. I'm, this is my personal case. Because I also have times where I don't wake up and I don't know why. And I just take it as, you know, God just wants me to rest. But I remember clearly at that season of my life, I'd always pray for zeal and discipline. Every single time, 3 a.m., no matter what time I sleep, I'll wake up at that 3 a.m. and I'll be alert. I think this was more like 17 or so, no, 19, I think 18, 19, when I started changing up my sleep schedule. And I was so alert and I felt good. I didn't feel sleep deprived because I would go to bed early. But I knew that it was not by my strength because if fame was flesh, and anyone that knows me, especially my family, knows I love my sleep, if fame was flesh, wants to sleep. She does not want anyone to disturb her sleep. But the season requires for her to sacrifice her mornings, her early mornings, I may start to sleep a bit earlier. 
But my early mornings when there was no disturbance, no noise, I had to sacrifice that for the season of my life. And I could not do that without the grace of God. Allow that to ring in your head. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. That procrastination, that thing you're dealing with, that lack of self-control you're struggling with, submit it to God. And then as you're submitting to God, remember that faith without works is dead. Work with it. Every single time God is putting you in a situation where you need to exercise discipline, exercise discipline. Stop saying yes to your flesh. Stop saying yes to your flesh. Sometimes self-control is just as easy as saying no. Just say no to yourself. I mean, how many times do you say, you know, I'll pray later? How many times do you wake up or, you know, you set a time to pray or to study the word and then you realize, eh, I'm not feeling like it. So you say, I'll pray later. I'll study the Bible later. Okay, you know, next month for sure I'll take my relationship with God seriously. Or let's say you're in September. And you're like, I beg, I haven't been serious with my relationship with God by January 2024, I'll be, you're, you're just giving the flesh more time to build itself, to become stronger. So that by the time 2024 comes, you have absolutely no morale to do that which you promised yourself and God to do. So say no to yourself. Stop allowing your flesh to control your actions. And I know m- many students can relate to this, especially with procrastination. And it can be so hard. It can be so hard to say no to yourself at the beginning. But as I said, discipline is like a muscle, like an athlete that is preparing for a game. You must consistently build it. The more you say yes to your spirit, the stronger it becomes, the weaker your flesh becomes. I was reading an article somewhere where they were asking, where they were asking medical students, a medical student, you know, how do medical students get good grades? How do they study? And what the guy said is just consistency. Like some of these people, you have people that read hours and hours a day, but most of these people read three to four hours a day every single day consistently that is how they get the grades he said consistency is the hardest but the simplest thing to do because when you think about it it's pretty simple to just dedicate this slot of time per day to your studies one hour of time per day to your reading of the bible or praying and i've said this before it's so much better to spend one hour a day in prayer than to spend three hours once a week or once every couple of weeks or whenever in prayer because there is no consistency in that And it's only in consistency you build strength, you build power, you build intimacy with Christ. And I could be speaking to a whole plethora of people. It could be students. It could be people, you know, outside of school. It could be people in ministry. It could be so many areas where we procrastinate. We waste the precious time God gives us. Time. Unless it's the time of Joshua where they made the sun stay in one place. Ah, That hasn't happened since Shah. Time, we can never get time back. There is nothing that can make us regain time. Every second you waste can never No matter how much you pray or how hard you work can never be regained unless God wants to do a miracle. And so you cannot afford to keep wasting these small brackets and opportunities of time that God is giving you to do something with your life. You may say it's just an hour. That hour could have been so productive, but instead you waste it. You squander it. And by the time you add all those hours together, you've wasted 12 hours of your week. If you're wasting two hours a day in seven days, you've wasted 14 hours of your week doing nothing. 14 hours that could have been used to do something that will better your life, that will task your mind, that will teach you something, that will help your body, that will help you grow, that will add to your purpose, that will help you work towards your purpose and your calling. But you chose to use that time to waste, just waste pockets of time. Time management is another huge thing that is involved in discipline. But there's no point of creating a schedule that your discipline does not allow you to follow. Your lack of discipline does not even allow you to follow this schedule. You can plan and create the most beautiful schedule with a highlighter and so many beautiful designs and your lack of discipline does not allow you to adhere to the schedule. 
And sometimes we just focus on so many other things. So many things distract us. That's another thing that you can pray towards. Ask God for the grace of focus. I remember your priorities. Remember who your priority is. Above everything else, if you want to learn to build discipline, then discipline with your spiritual life. You need to be a disciplined Christian to be able to move forward in this journey. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And our goal is to meet God in eternity. Anything else is temporary. Any other pleasure or desire is temporary. If you're a student, then learn your discipline in your books. That's after God. Learn your discipline with Christ in your prayer or Bible study, seeking God, your church attendance, and then learn discipline in your studies. Ask God for the zeal. Apply. Say no to your flesh. I say this all the time. If your flesh is too strong, kill it with fasting. <laughs> and when I say fasting, I mean, I don't mean just food. Because some people, what is taking up your time, what is making your flesh so strong is you can't say no to Instagram. You can't say no to YouTube. You can't say no to X or Twitter or whatever. You can't say no to Netflix. So fast. Let your flesh understand that it can live without Netflix. Teach your flesh to go without Netflix. Teach your flesh to go without food. Teach your flesh to go without the things that are holding you back. Your flesh is too strong. Weaken it by fasting. Don't take the easier route, the lazier route the root of procrastination you regret it i promise you you that you're listening to this and you know you have something to do and you're wasting that time you're going to regret it because you could use your time so much more wisely and just better your life in general stop making excuses for yourself i need you to stop being soft with yourself be a bit tough with yourself it's okay i know in this generation you know we pat people on the back for everything we pet people for everything you know it becomes so sensitive that even you start to lie to yourself and believe your lies i mean i get it everybody gets stressed but everybody gets stressed now, there's a difference between overstressing yourself and there's a difference between pushing yourself. You have to, to, to achieve anything worthwhile in this life, you have to push yourself. And that can be stressful. But once you overcome that, you become a stronger person, a wiser person, and you reach your goals. And is that not the purpose? Nothing comes easy. So maybe not complain so much and embrace these things you're going through, overcome them and learn from them. Now, there's balance, of course. I'm not saying that you should overstress yourself. There is balance. God gives rest to those he loves. But stop making excuses for yourself stop taking the lazy route stop taking the route of procrastination the road to that path goes nowhere the road to success takes discipline hard work determination and consistency so you choose all right guys so that's the end of the episode i hope you learned something i hope you gained something from this episode i pray that you are able to share this episode and you leave a review leave a rating send me a message contact me whatever i will be with you guys next week for the next episode i did not mention uh on i believe it was october 14th was the two-year anniversary of limitless all glory to god i thank you jesus i thank you lord for this journey it has been amazing every single person that listens to this podcast god bless you abundantly that thing you're looking for the reason that you listen to that episode that thing that you are seeking that you're hungering for that desire will be met in your life in jesus name the same way you listening to my episode has been a blessing to me god will continually bless you in jesus name i'm so grateful for every single person who congratulated me and every single person who listens and who shows support and even if you're just passing through and you're like oh, i've never heard this girl before god bless you too <laughs> all right guys so i'll be with you guys next week for the next episode by the grace of god have an amazing day have an amazing week have an amazing month have an amazing year have an amazing 2023 bye guys